0: we're back welcome back to the world' renowned ready podcast diary show um, I've I wore this shirt before I wanted to bring it up again now um, this is this is a shirt that was gifted to me it's from illusions magic bar I don't know if you can see it on the YouTube's here illusions magic bar is it sounds ridiculous right but it's it's really awesome uh, it's in Baltimore Maryland um, it's a uh, like a Magic comedy show that they have a bar in in the place. Uh, Spencer Horseman is the owner. He's also the magician and all that good stuff. So um, I like to wear this every once in a while now to make sure that people go out and support that that business. Uh, It's a small business, but they're struggling, obviously, with the COVID and the fact that Maryland's keeping certain things locked down longer than uh, other places uh, for various reasons. So they've been struggling, trying to make it work. I really want to see those guys succeed. So, um, I, I try to donate when I can. I try to push their message out to people to donate or, or find a way to fundraise for those guys. Um, it's a great, it's a great business, a great show that they put on. They've been, they've been working for 13 years and his dad was the original Ronald McDonald, like the Ronald McDonald. So, um, uh, he comes from, from good stock, if you will, even though I don't like clowns, you know how I feel about McDonald's. So, uh, go check it out. Their website, um, Go Google them illusions magic bar uh, and see if you could support the uh, support the cause. They're also on Instagrams too, so that's a little free plug. They don't even know I'm doing this because nobody listens to this shit. So Uh, anyway, let's just get right into it today. So we'll step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right, reading from my computer notes here since. Uh, I lost my notebook. I left it at work and I didn't write my shit down. So there you go. Today's into the cage segment is sponsored by dangerous David's workout gloves. If you're a true gym going beefcake and you want to take your workouts to the next level, then you absolutely need a pair of dangerous David's workout gloves made from the finest and softest cat hide in the country. Dangerous David's gloves are guaranteed to grip better, protect your whittle hands from calluses better and make you look better than any other workout glove on the market. So for all you beta bitch boys who are tired of trying to be a real man and lifting those two-and-a-half-pound dumbbells barehanded, get yourself a pair of Dangerous David's Workout Gloves today by visiting www.forskinhands.com and use the promo code BETA for 4% off your first pair. So go get those gloves, guys. Uh, There's too many of you out there I see at the gym struggling to hold on to the barbell or dumbbell because your hands just can't hack it. And you need, you need that gription. So go get some Davids. The cat hide is unrivaled. It really is. It really, it really steps your game up. And if you really want to be the guy that everyone's looking at and filming and checking out in the gym, get those gloves today. You won't regret it. I promise you. Okay. So the fact today, this is actually submitted to me. Uh, by a fan, so that was pretty cool. So everybody, I think, knows who Kat Dennings is. Uh, if you don't, she she was in this sh- really shitty show on TV, Two Broke Girls, uh, but she was also in Forty Year Old Virgin, which is a Steve Carell film. So you know how I feel about that. But um, she was like the stepdaughter or whatever um, who went to the to like the sex therapy clinic with Steve Carell in the movie. Anyway. She auditions for a movie way back in the day when she was under 18. I think it didn't say in the the article I was sent how old she was, um, but she was a a kid at the time. Um, And part of the audition for this movie, which I don't know if it even came out. I I don't think it did. But part of this audition was that there was a scene where she was supposed to be getting like grabbed aggressively by the main character male role. And she was supposed to, you know, try to get out. Like the whole scene was her escaping the clutches of this animal. Well, that animal was actually Nick Cage. And he didn't grab her or do anything like that because she was a child at the time, or you know, underage. He decided that he was going to step back and not do that, that that scene for her audition out of respect for her and the fact that she was just a child and he didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable or disrespected or anything like that. So she ended up actually miming the scene by herself and pretending that some fake person was, was grabbing her. She was trying to escape that. So she did the whole scene by herself. Um, again, I don't know if they made the movie, but she mimed it solo. She actually said, because you're thinking like, oh, he just made it more difficult for her to try out. But honestly, she said in the interview that it was one of her best memories auditioning for a role because he was so respectful of that. Uh, Even though she was, she said she was okay with it, even though she was a kid. Uh, What does she know? But uh, she said it was a great memory and that just, Again, goes back to like what a well-respected human being that Nick Cage is. He's a man of the people. I've been saying it for years. There's story after story after story of him coming through for others, you know, taking taking what's his and giving it to the people. Even if he's buried in, in endless tax debt, he's still he's still fighting the good fight for the good of humankind. So good on him for that. All right. We'll just jump right into the junction. So last week, I, I wanted to talk about this last week, but with the whole stonks thing that that popped up out of nowhere, that was pretty volatile. So I wanted to get that out of the way and talk about that while it was still hot. Uh, but we're going to talk about the uh, 2021. Is it 2021 already? Shit. 2021 Hall of Fame snubs that went on this year. So about two weeks ago, the Baseball Hall of Fame and their commission, which is comprised entirely of unathletic, Never played a sport in their lives, beta bitch boy sports journalists, if, if you want to call them that, that voted nobody into the, the 2021 class of the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. Zero people. Now, it's not the first time this has happened. So, technically, like theoretically, it's really not a big deal. In fact, it's probably better for the sport that they don't vote just anybody in every year because it kind of dilutes the, uh, you know, the the mystique that is the Hall of Fame and earning your right there. The issue though with this year's ballot was that the big reason that these these players on the ballot were not voted in were that was because a bunch of them, like I think Kurt Schilling is on the ballot, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Andy Pettit, among among others, a bunch of them were busted at one point. Were really just accused of steroids use. So these journalists were quick to get on their moral high horse and chastise these players for, for cheating and disgracing the game and saying how they should be ashamed of themselves and they should not be in the Hall of Fame. And because I have the power to do so with my mighty typewriting skills and my pen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote against them and make sure that they don't get in because they're a disgrace to the game. First, I... I want to get the record straight right off the bat about steroids. It doesn't make you a better baseball player. I know people don't want to believe that, but it just doesn't. Okay? It doesn't, it do, you don't inject your ass with steroids and all of a sudden you're a Hall of Fame caliber athlete of, in, in any sport, let alone baseball. All it does is shrinks your balls a little bit And then it allows your muscles to recover faster so that you can work out every day without needing like rest days and getting your your body to recover from from working out and training too hard. It does the recovery instantly. So you still have to get in the gym and work your ass out every day or it's not going to do anything. You're going to be a fat shit with tiny balls. For instance, me as an athlete, look at this, guys. Check this out. My chair is breaking as we speak. I'm sinking down like Michael Scott in the office when they were having the chair copier debate. This is this is first seen on LPDS history that this broken chair is sinking down in the middle of this conversation here. So I'm going to keep it in so everybody in YouTube land could see what the hell is going on. I was literally shrinking. I'm still doing it. Jesus, literally shrinking as I'm running my mouth. Anyway, as I was saying, take me, for example, as a baseball player, as an athlete, in college, high school, whatever. If I took steroids, it would, it would allow me to get jacked and more tan and buff and I would look good and I would feel good about myself. Maybe I'd get a little faster, I'd certainly be stronger, but it wouldn't make me a better ball player. Taking steroids would not allow me to throw the ball as a catcher back to the pitcher any better. The ball's still going to sail over his head. It's just going to go farther into the outfield now than it did before. Or if I was at bat, I was well known for working the count and trying to get walks as opposed to just swinging out of my ass. So being jacked and buff with steroids and taking pitches and not swinging the bat is not going to make me better. I'm still going to be sitting there taking pitches I'm just going to look better doing it. Doesn't make you better or smarter as an athlete. It just makes you, it gives you the ability to get stronger and more fit because you can recover faster. Doesn't change things about your ability to be a better, smarter athlete with more hand eye coordination and, and a better eye for the game and, and what have you. And even if these guys did take steroids, which there's really no proof of actually, no actual tangible proof. It's just some cream. That's what they said. Bar- Barry Bonds put cream on his muscles to get bigger. That's, that, that was what their evidence was, some cream, some lotion. Yeah, maybe they, they said they found a syringe with steroids in it and then Roger Clemens' DNA on the syringe just some random find in some garbage can that just happened to be Roger Clemens' DNA on a steroid syringe. Okay, we're going to believe that. So let's just, even, let's just assume that it was true they did take steroids. It wasn't suddenly going to make them magically be above and beyond better than everybody else. They had to earn that, okay? Even on steroids, they had to earn that. They still had to work out every day. Every day, seven days a week, nonstop, even after games, they had to go and lift weights and take their daddy hacks in the cage and work their asses off while these other betas, these beta bitch boy regulars out there in the league, had to take naps and recover and rest their bodies from hard work so that their muscles can get back to to banging again in the weight room the next day or something. They also had to hide the fact that they were taking steroids. They spend most of their time with all these other normals out there. Constantly in the, in the dugout, on the field, in the weight room, in the locker room. They had, to, they had to make sure that they were hiding that stuff. And hiding the fact that they were getting it from these, you know, these medical professionals that they were getting this stuff from if they were getting it allegedly. That all had to be under the table if it went down which is very tough to do when you're in the limelight. Millions of people's eyes are on you constantly. And then they had to go out onto the field to play and blend in with the regulars without people you know, saying, oh, this doesn't pass the sniff test. This guy is, is looking a little much too much bigger than the rest of the guys on the field. They had to figure out the way to slowly get bigger and stronger and looked more jacked To make it look natural if they were on steroids, allegedly, don't forget. These are all great lengths that you have to go to to get that competitive edge, to get that advantage. That's all hard earned stuff right there. It's not like a pitcher using sandpaper to scratch up the ball so that it moves quicker. That's instant cheating right there. That's an instant advantage that you did nothing but scratch a little bit or put some extra spit or boogers on a ball so that it moves faster away from batters moves more, not faster. You know what I meant, idiots. That doesn't take much hard work taking steroids and hiding it and blending in. That takes a lot of work. And again, again, here's an, here's another thing where we're all, where was this lynch mob? Back in the summer of 98, when we had Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa just putting baseball completely back on the map as America's pastime with their home run race, the race to, to, to beat Roger Maris's home run record, where were these guys then? Nowhere to be found. There was no drug testing back then. The commissioner, Bud Selig, he looked the other way. The fans clearly didn't care. They were packing the, the stadiums by the, by the thousands. The ratings on TV skyrocketed to all new, new numbers and lengths. Baseball was back, baby. and It was because of those two guys who were allegedly on steroids. Just mashing home runs left and right, creating a stir, where were the journalists then, the sports journalists, all that are the, all the voters of the Hall of Fame now, when they were getting endless, endless great baseball stories day after day was another home run from one of the players to, to make the race closer and to, and to create that aura around them. They were making their nut off of those stories and had no problem with it then. Didn't say mom, not jack shit about steroids or anything suspect going on during that time frame. But now that they have their full bank accounts and their fame and their glory, they go go out and buy themselves like a set of morals all of a sudden. And now they're on the high ground above these players. You want to go after a real cheater? How about Ken Griffey Jr.? That guy's got the longest running cheating scam of all time in the history of any sport practically being the offspring of an already successful MLB player. I mean, he was a walking steroid. He was produced by the baseball seam of his old man, Kent Sr. Right out of the gate, he is, he is a, uh, he's got the competitive advantage over all, every, anybody else in the game. Father shoots him out, his mom fires him out nine months later, and he's a a prodigy. Just steroids just oozing out of him from his old man. He got into the Hall of Fame almost unanimously. I think only one person didn't vote for him the year he got on the ballot. First ballot, Hall of Famer, no questions asked. Meanwhile, he played his entire career with the performance-enhancing drug of being the offspring of Ken Griffey Sr. And why do you think he suffered all those major, major injuries at the end of his career and he got noticeably softer? He wasn't still staying jacked and tan because he wasn't working out. And that's what happens when you take steroids and you don't work out. You don't earn it. You get soft, you get bigger, fat-wise, not strength and and muscle-wise, and then you suffer major injuries. That's what happens. Look what happened to everybody's favorite. He's the, he's the the quintessential walking steroid himself, the original juice head, Jose Canseco. Look what happened to him last night. He, the guy still drinks steroid protein shakes at every workout. He's 56 years old, six foot four, two 270 pounds. He's got howitzers for arms still. He's an absolute behemoth. Goes into the boxing match last night, rough and rowdy bar stool, main event against a 20-something year old intern for the for the program. 15 seconds, he goes down, tears his shoulder. Now there's the side argument that he could have been on the take and he and he and he you know took a dive for the for the cash payout. But it doesn't matter. He tore his shoulder. That's a steroids injury. That's a major steroids injury. He was fit looking, he was buffed. 56 years old, ready to rock and roll, six-pack abs, tears his shoulder in 15 seconds. He didn't even throw a punch. But silence from the journalists about Griffey, the walking steroid, his entire life. He's he's got steroids just absolutely oozing out of everything he does. Instead, these ramen noodle-looking journalists, and even Congress have been going after these other hardworking ball players like Bonds and Clemens and Sosa for years. These heroes of the diamond. And for what? Because they made the game great again? Because they put asses in seats day after day? Clemens with 20 strikeouts in a game, I don't know how many times he did that. Barry Bonds breaking every home run record possible? I think every walk record, too. He walked a lot also. These guys put fans in the stands, and everybody loved it until it until they all retired, and it was time to move on for the bigger, better thing, and it wasn't these guys. So now these journalists get in their ivory tower and start chastising them. Oh, they screwed over every other player who is actually working hard out there, and it's not fair. No, they didn't. Look, they're all in the major leagues. MLB, they made it. That's the highest level of baseball that you can play. Everybody in the league made it. Whether you're regular, you're on steroids, whatever, you made it. You're in. You're good to go. So cry me a river that I had to work harder than these guys because they were on steroids. That's false. I just debunked that five minutes ago the alleged steroids user had to work harder than you ever even imagined with your rest days and your vacations and your naps and how how badly did they really screw you over anyway you're all super millionaire successful mlb ball players even the worst major league baseball player who's probably gary sanchez on the yankees right now guy bats 147 all year and 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 hot dogs on a home run. Every time he hits a home run, he big leagues it like he's fucking Babe Ruth. Sorry, Terrence, family show. Even he, as the worst MLB player out there, is still a major league baseball player worth millions of dollars. Successful. They made it. Okay? They're probably sitting there crying about the steroids users wiping their tears with $100 bills. Sorry you didn't adapt or die. That's the name of the game, adapt or die. Somebody's better than you, you got to work harder than them to be better than them. That's what we've been saying this, my, this entire show. You got to adapt or die. Meanwhile, these other guys, these Bonses and Sosas of the world who did adapt are getting run through the ringer for it by these fungo bat-sized journalists who can't even pick up a baseball without hurting their shoulder or needing dangerous David's workout gloves. Give me a break. The only good thing that they did was that they still did not vote in Kurt Schilling. And I got news for you, Kurt. It's not because they think your fat ass was on roids the entire time. Okay. It's because you barely made it to 200 victories 200 wins in your 20-year career. You didn't even make it to 250 wins in your entire 20-year-plus career. You never won a Cy Young, which means in your entire career, there was not one year where you were the most dominant pitcher in your league. Nobody, nobody thought that ever in your entire career. You maybe had one or two notable, strong, good performances in a playoff game that actually helped your team advance or make it to the World Series or whatever. I remember the blood sock game that everyone talks about when you were on the Red Sox. So there's that, but that's it. You had a, a pretty, a slightly above average career. You're not a hall of famer. So if you want to cry on Twitter and bitch and moan that it's not fair and they're doing it because they're discriminating against me and I'm taking my name off the ballot now, And they're not going to vote. Don't vote for me next time. Fine. Nobody's going to miss you, dude. I promise. Nobody gives a shit that you're not in the Hall of Fame. So for once, these non-athlete journalists, sports journalists got it right. In the meantime, maybe next year, you guys should remember all the good things that these guys brought to the game. These other players, these Sosas, these Bonds, these Maguires, These other heroes working their asses off, bringing fans to the game, revitalizing the entire sport of baseball. Remember that. Hard-working, non-cheating super athletes that made the game great in the late 90s, early 2000s. Remember that when you were making your nut off of their successes too, when you go vote next year. Also, maybe remember all the shitty sleazy things you did back in the day to get where you are today before you get back on your high horse on your ivory tower making moves like the puppet master you are thinking you're hot shit because you get to you get to have the final say whether these guys get immortalized in baseball lore also maybe Remember all the shitbags and assholes that are currently in the Hall of Fame that you didn't seem to have a problem with before when you voted them in. A lot worse people in there, cheaters, violent offenders, animals, animals. But they're in there. Remember that before you try to take the moral high ground, the ethical high ground with these couple of hard workers, these guys who had a little ingenuity, try to think of a different way to get better, use their brains and worked hard. Think about that. And for God's sakes, put Pete Rose in the hall of fame already. The guys the all time hits leader by a mile. Nobody's going to touch his, his career hits record, untouchable record guy hustled his ass off. He literally would dive in the air to slide into bases. He was such a hustler. Worked his ass off for an entire career, bringing championships to his team. Never took a day off in that regard. Always worked his ass off and tried. Never gave up on anything. Was never a failure in that regard. Never quit. Charlie Hustle, they called him, because he was a hustler. He was an animal. Oh, because he was... Oh, he bet on baseball. He was a manager, and he was betting games that weren't even involving his own team. He was putting money on other games. He's a monster to the sport. He's a disgrace. Meanwhile, you have guys literally still playing in the league. I forgot the one dude's name on the Cubs who beat the shit out of his wife, and they brought him back. There's other guys, too. I, I, I want to say Chapman or Chapman. Did he beat his wife, too? You got people actually going out there beating the shit out of human beings, women, and they're back in in the game. No problem. This guy puts a couple bucks down on the Dodgers to lose one day, and now he's banned from baseball. Get your heads out of your asses. Do the right thing and get Pete Rose back in baseball. If you want to redeem yourselves for this bullshit steroids witch hunt that you're on, Fix what you did with Pete Rose and get him back in baseball and back in the Hall of Fame where he belongs. And that's all I got today, guys. I'm heated. I'm all hot and bothered. I don't know if you could see the sweat dripping down me like a goddamn govone. But thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget, check out the website, johnlabretti.com. It's got all the episodes and stuff. There will be more to come. Stay tuned. I promise. I promise. I promise. There will be more to come eventually. I'm getting there. The one-man show here, okay? Thank you again. I love you all. Stay strong.